This is the Resilient and Resourced Educator, and I'm your host, Danette Adams. Today, I speak with Sherry, who is a thoughtful and an engaged educator. Now, during the second lockdown, she and her educator husband are both teaching at home at the same time that their two children are both learning at home. But she admits it's not just her children who need support. She even says the dog has needs during the day. Sherry notes that the impact of the pandemic on education is a learning situation for everyone. So please join us for this important conversation. I'd like to welcome Sherry today to the podcast. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. It's great to be here. I would love to hear from you, um, someone in your life, a mentor, a coach, or an educator who impacted you in some significant way. Could you share a story about that? I um, had a, a teacher in grade five. Her name was Mrs. Stazer, <laughs> and she um, was a teacher who just had a huge interest in our lives. She made the classroom fun, of course, but um, the fact that she took an interest in our lives, I remember her because of that. Outside of school, she was my piano teacher. And then this, I think, speaks to the impact that she had in our lives is that she played the piano at our wedding. And so she just was a really important teacher figure to me throughout our my, my whole life. Um, and then there's a couple others that came to mind. And you know what? It was interesting. One of my university profs, Dr. Stephen Wen, was... We, we loved him as a professor and it was because he was so knowledgeable and he could just speak with passion about what he was teaching. And so that also hit me too, that that, that part of teaching was so important that he was passionate about what he, what he taught. So do you think those um, figures had any impact in your decision to go into education or were you already thinking about that as a young child? I always wanted to be a teacher, but I think that um, Nancy Stazer, for example, she, um, you know, I, I thought back to what she brought to the classroom and I wanted to emulate that. I wanted to bring that same kind of feel to the classroom when I, when I taught in the classroom as well. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So, um, I believe that everyone has uh, significant strengths in their life and I want to know what you think your strengths are in the face of challenges. So we've had a full year of challenges and you've had some of your own. So what strengths do you come to the table with? This just this week, I saw a phrase and it said, teach with your heart forward. And I love that. And I think that that's what I try to do. And I think what I mean by that is that, um, you know, you recognize what the students are bringing to the classroom, what they're coming with in terms of their uh, their struggles and their um, strengths. And you're aware of everything that goes on in their lives so that you can teach um, in a way that is that they can take in because they bring so much more than just, you know, it, they're not one dimensional. They have so many things that they bring to the table. And so I just love that phrase of teaching with your heart forward. And yeah, that's what I hope to do in the classroom. I think the other thing for me and um, it is communication. Communication, I think, helps in so many situations. Right now, email is my best friend. Um, unfortunately, because we can't see people um, in our offices, I am a guidance counselor. And so one of my roles is to, to talk with students and to help them make decisions about their lives. And um, we can't see them. And so emailing and phone conversations are very, very important. And those are things I value and I hope that they're my strengths. 
that I bring. Along with strengths, I also believe that we all need support in some ways. So what are some of the challenges that you've faced this year? And in what ways have you got support or have you per, um, put supports in place for yourself? So I don't mind sharing this, that in the spring, we had a really tough spring alongside uh, dealing with COVID and the changes that that brought to education and our family. Um, we as a family also went through um, a challenging time, both with losing a parent, uh, my father-in-law passed away, and kind of in that same time frame, I um, was working through a cancer diagnosis. And um, I was diagnosed with DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ. And so alongside my role as, a, as an educator and um, as a guidance counselor, we were kind of walking through this as well. And so those, that was a significant challenge for us in the spring. It just brought a lot to the table that we had to manage. And on one hand, I was very thankful for the flexibility that the spring brought because um, I could do my job from anywhere, which allowed us to um, support, you know, our family through what we went through. And then also for me to, to deal with what I had to appointments and things like that. Um, I had a surgery in the spring. And um, so I had to take a few days off for that. But then the bigger impact was this fall. So when we came back to school this fall, the challenge was I had to do treatments, which was radiation. And um, uh, that was in September, most of September. So um, the supports that I put in place for myself was I requested a leave of absence. And I was thankful that the, the system is set up to allow me that flexibility um, so that I could do some self-care in the fall and not focus on, on school. However, it's interesting because not being at school also causes some anxiety because, right, I'm, I'm leaving behind a lot of work and, and this September, this August and September was um, an unusually amount of, like a huge amount of work. And I went to school the last week of August to help out before I took my leave. And then I knew what kind of workload I was leaving behind for my colleagues. <laughs> um, so, um, but I was assured, and this is where I, I was so thankful because I had supportive colleagues. All of the people I work with were very, very supportive in saying, Sherry, just take some time for yourself um, so that you can look after yourself and then come back to us well. And so I, I did take their advice. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I, um, a lot of us, I can say for myself as well, struggle with self-care, knowing how much work there is to do, um, especially in education. It just doesn't go away. The cycle of it every year comes back. So um, you taking the fall off was, was very smart and a good thing for you. I was just going to say, and I'm feeling well, and I, I did go back to work in November and I, um, I'm feeling, I was feeling strong going back. And so, um, I, yeah, that was important to note. Right. Okay. So that, that kind of does help me a little bit leading into this next question about, um, you coming back, feeling strong, you've done some self care, but how as a guidance counselor, do you connect and maintain connections, um, with students in this pandemic time? We have now had to shift to reaching out to students by phone and, 
um, we're thankful to be able to do that. I've had lots of good conversations with kids on the phone. Um, while we really miss seeing people face to face, face to face conversations will always be, you know, easier, nicer. Um, but the phone conversations are what we rely on. And so, for example, right now we are supporting grade 11 students as they make really important decisions going into their grade 12 year. They have to pick courses and um, of course they're picking courses to make sure that they get into programs that they'd like to get into. And um, so it's, it's, a, it's really important that we make these um, phone calls uh, to them and they're really appreciative of them. Um, yeah. In terms of more social support and um, emotional support, um, we have to rely on both uh, students reaching out, parents reaching out, so that we know who's who's struggling. And um, we're also thankful for a lot of different roles that we have in our schools, for example, a CYW, child and youth worker, or social workers, or um, our learning support staff. Um, we all kind of form a team that helps students uh, when they're struggling. So I would like to ask about another challenge, if, if this applies to you, that you are teaching from home now. Um, also, do you have children learning at home now, your own children? Yes, um, we've moved to complete online learning this week. And um, it just should be noted that my husband is also a teacher. And so uh, Monday morning pre presented a really unique situation. He was in one room teaching his class live and I was in another room adjacent and then my daughter was trying to find her place and uh, she's in grade six. My son is a little bit more independent um, and doesn't have to be online all the time. So he wasn't a factor on Monday, but it really made me think about families that are struggling with, you know, two or three or four kids being online and how that looks in the house. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I completely understand the struggles that that can ha that can bring to a household <laughs> are my own kids even though they're pretty independent they they still have needs throughout the day um even my dog has needs throughout the day <laughs> <laughs> he can be the most disruptive actually <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure and so many people are dealing with this right now parents who aren't teachers but are having to do their own work while helping their students their children learn yes um, it's, you know, and, and teachers themselves are just having to take the time to adjust to this new way of learning. We've never done this either. And so sort of on this, you know, on the fly, figuring out how to do this online teaching, um, to be as engaging as possible, recognizing that, you know, again, students have different circumstances and, um, and challenges. And so it's, it's just a learning thing for everybody, I think. And now as we're in like month 10, I think now of this pandemic and in the second phase, I guess, sort of of learning online, it started in the spring and in some, some places started in September or just recently, if they were face to face, how do you see this impacting the future of education or what are your hopes for the future of education post pandemic? You know, even starting in the spring, and I've had a lot of conversations this fall and um, about about this exact issue. And I think that the pandemic has shaken up a lot of big systems, healthcare, education, um, you know, 
church, how churches are run, etc. And um, so my hope is that we learn through this um, and that when we can go back to normal, whatever normal is, I hope we don't return to exactly the same way we did it, because I think that there is lots to learn through this. Um, I'm going to give you an example. I talk to many students every day on the phone and some say online learning is so much better for me. And so while a lot of kids struggle with not being at school, a lot of kids struggle with, you know, having to learn through the computer. Um, there are students who this works for them. This is a better system for them. And I'm not saying that we should, you know, go full bore and offer two different systems for students. But I think we need to recognize that there are things that we can learn through this that actually might be better in the long run. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't want to return to exactly what was the same, what, what was before. Um, so thinking about uh, the future, thinking about new teachers coming in, maybe thinking about teachers who have been teaching for years and years and years who are just exhausted right now. As a person who has taken some time for your own self-care in the fall through your illness, um, what advice would you have for other teachers, whether they're new or whether they're, you know, exhausted because they've been doing this for 10 months with hardly a break? Well, I was thinking about brand new teachers and I'm thinking, if you started teaching this year and you get through the year and you still want to be a teacher, you still want to be in education and you still want to make it have an impact on students and their in their lives then kudos to you because this might be your most challenging year you have in your career and you have lots of career left um, because I was talking to a teacher this week who I don't know 15 maybe plus years in and he said this is the most challenging year by far and he was referring to there was a student in his classroom that was struggling and struggling with the fact that there were few friendships that were being made formed. There were few connections that were, and it wasn't for lack of his effort as a teacher. He was trying to do things. It's just that when you have eight to 10, 15 kids max in your classroom and none of them are really come in, come in with having friendships already, it's hard. It's hard to generate conversation. It's hard to do, you know, you can't do group work right now. Um, it's hard to create a culture in a classroom that is meaningful. Um, and so he said, it's it's really, really tough. So for first year teachers, hang in there because there's great things to come in education. You got into the profession for a reason and hopefully you get to experience more of what, you know, it, it's intended to be. And then, you know, for, for seasoned teachers who have been in the system for a long time, um, you know, of course, we, we know what it can be like. So it's the same message. Don't give up. <laughs> um, we'll get through this and, and uh, we'll be maybe stronger for it. Um, we'll just be a little bit tired at the end. <laughs> right, exactly. And maybe uh, the new teachers and even teachers who have been around for a long time will be on the cutting edge of a new a new form of education in the future, you know, where, like you said, some of the changes that need to be made. And I think that's an exciting thing, like, especially for new teachers coming in to have experienced a little bit of what was and to be able to see into what, what might become. Um, the only thing is, is that, as we all know, change is hard. 
we were talking last night about changing a system and um, it, it's a really hard thing to change a big, big system. And so it, it'll come in bits, but um, people who are just starting out will get to see the whole change the whole, yeah. The whole What's gamut of what was the whole and what gamut. could be to come. That's yeah. right. Yeah, That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so happy that you are a teacher in this time. Um, I feel that you have so much uh, leading heart forward to support your students with. So I very much appreciate uh, you as a teacher and I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with other educators. Thank you. I was really happy to do it. Good. Great. Take care and all the best to you for the rest of the school year. Thank you very much.